The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. Now, Sinn Féin is gathering in Dublin this weekend for their Ardèche. Its leader, Mary Lou MacDonald's address is later this evening. But as they kick off at the RDS, I'm joined by Pierce Doherty, the party's spokesperson on finance and TD for Donegal South West. Good morning, Pierce. Good morning to you, Claire. Uh, Declan Carney is quoted as saying, across the island of Ireland, people are telling us it's time for change and Sinn Féin is here to deliver that change. How are Sinn Féin proposing to do this in a way that isn't just ideological populist talk? Well, well, it's far from that. What this is about is the demand for real change that we're seeing right across the island. We've seen it reflected in the assembly elections that took place last May, where Michelle O'Neill was elected, um, or their party was elected as the, the largest party in the north, and Michelle O'Neill being first minister designate. And all of the challenges that that threw up as a party like the DUP are trying to hold on to, to yesterday, trying to hold on to the past, and not willing to enter into power sharing. But we also see right across the, 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 the state the appetite for change. It's reflected in the opinion polls. It's also reflected in the conversations we're hearing. That desire for for real change to throw away the failed policies of the past that have led to a housing crisis that has you know, seen rent spiral out of control, locked an entire generation out of the prospect of home ownership that has seen nearly a million of our citizens languishing on hospital waiting lists to the point where people are now being told that they may have to wait an entire 24 hours in a rainy emergencies. And all of these policies, all of these situations, crises uh, were man-made and they can be undone with the right policies, with the right determination and that's why we today are gathering along with over 2,000 delegates to prepare and plan for that change, uh, to refine our policy offering, uh, to discuss and debate uh, the ways forward in terms of building those social and affordable houses, to reduce the rents that people are facing, to support people, families who have children in childcare by cutting fees by two-thirds, by supporting individuals and workers during the cost of living crisis and and making sure that we're 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 getting ready for the major change that is happening in terms of Irish unity, but also the opportunities and challenges that the crisis, that the uh, that the climate emergency uh, poses to all of us. We'll get to the, the unity in a moment, but many of the policies that Sinn Féin suggest, particularly when it comes to the economy, are now being reversed in the UK because we've seen how well that went or, or it didn't go. So what's your reaction to that? I, I know it's, it's led to quite a heated debate between yourself and the Tawnish deleting him to call you a quasi-Doherty. So well, first of all, first of all, Claire, that, that statement is a nonsense. So let, let's just let's just reflect on what happened in the UK. And remember that the Tory party is the sister party of Leo Varadkar um, uh, and Fine Gael. They actually share in the same European party of the EPP, and they are more akin to Fine Gael than they would be Sinn Féin. So what caused the major panic in relation to the bond markets in Britain is because the Tory party went on a crusade of tax-cutting agenda for the elite and wealthiest in, in, in British society, sometimes in some cases benefiting individuals to the tunes of millions of euro. And that is the policies that they had to reverse. And what we have always said is that Sinn Féin have always put forward costed alternative budgets that showed how we can actually deliver the change that people want in society while also meeting the needs. Indeed, we are the party that believes that those at the higher ends, those who earn €140,000 plus, should pay more tax compared to what the Tories did was to actually scrap the higher rate of 
tax. So they're the policies that cause the damage, policies that are akin, as I said, to, to Fine Gael, uh, uh, who is the sister party of the Tories. What we put forward are policies that are sensible, uh, dealing with families who are in the middle of a cost of living crisis. So that, for example, looking at what Germany did just last week, uh, Germany who introduced a, a price cap on electricity and gas uh, for a period of time. Now Sinn Féin aren't even calling to go that far. What we're saying is to reduce the cost of electricity only for the for a period of five months uh, and, 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 and to do that over, over the winter period. But we also have other policies taken as more in line with our European Union partners. Childcare doesn't need to be the most expensive in Europe. Rents don't need to be the most expensive in Europe. Our mortgage interest costs don't need to be the most expensive in Europe. Again, with the right policies, with the right determination and with the right team, which we believe we have in Sinn Féin, these issues can be tackled and can be tackled on a sustainable basis, ensuring that our economy is sound and is prepared to meet the challenges of the time ahead. Planning for a united Ireland is, of course, a major focus at the Ordesh today. Is now really the time for that focus with so much instability, particularly in the north at Stormont and, and watching the UK and how they're coping following Brexit? Well, I think that point, Claire, is exactly the reason why you have to plan for, for a united Ireland because change is happening. We see it reflected in, in successive elections where uh, unionism has lost its majority. And remember, the, the North was and the island was partitioned to ensure that there was an inbuilt unionist majority. That has gone now for five consecutive elections. Something that was never supposed to happen when Ireland was partitioned was that we have now a Republican elected as a designate first minister. And that is just, in the, again, straws in the wind of the change that is happening. But the conversation of Irish unity is growing in momentum. It is growing in momentum north and south. Just in the last couple of weeks, we've seen uh, the three arena packed uh, to the rafters as we, as, as people came from all parts of the country to discuss and debate how we create and shape a new Ireland. So the failure to plan for that is exactly what happened with the Tories, where they put a question to the people in terms of leaving the European Union, a reckless question in my view, um, but had no plan afterwards. There is a responsibility and onus on all of us who believe in a new Ireland and a united Ireland to actually plan and map out that. And that's why we've been calling on the government in a very sensible way to set out a white paper on Irish unity, to establish an Erectus committee in relation to Irish unity so we can discuss the challenges and debates and opportunities that, that arise, but crucially to institute a citizens' assembly where we can have an all-island discussion in relation to the way forward. It is those mechanisms that need to be enacted now so that we have a sensible uh, and thoughtful process of what does a new Ireland look like, because it's not a romantic idea of stitching six to the 26. This is an opportunity to build a new nation, to get to get it right uh, and to make sure that all of the people, including those who do want to be part of, of, of a new Ireland, to make sure that their symbols, that their uh, traditions are, are not only valued and respected, but actually cherished in that new Ireland. And that takes hard work, that takes serious discussions uh, and it takes dialogue. And there is a responsibility to do that now because this change is, uh, is speeding up. Uh, and there is a legal responsibility in the Good Friday Agreement to obviously have that referendum in terms of Irish unity, North and South, when a majority uh, of the people uh, so wish for it. And that majority is getting closer and closer, in my view. But how can we focus on a new Ireland when there's still so much instability currently, particularly from Stormont? 
Well, it is because of the change that is happening in the North. It is because of the growing momentum of people who want to see a new constitutional future on the island of Ireland that, 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 that we are seeing the DUP throw the rattle out of the pram. It is clear that the DUP do not want to serve as Deputy First Minister to Michelle O'Neill as First Minister. It is clear that the DUP want to hold on to yesterday, but yesterday is gone. The rest of us are all looking for tomorrow, looking to the future, looking how we can work in partnership and build new alliances and new arrangements. And all of the issues that I've talked about here are all interlinked. Whether it's a health service, the best way to deliver on a health service is on an all-island basis. The best way to tackle and challenge uh, our housing crisis, again, is working on an all-island basis. There is huge opportunities in terms of economic development uh, if we look at an all-Ireland economy. So there's massive opportunities that people are realising, including those within our unionist, uh, our unionist colleagues uh, who are recognising that there are opportunities in terms of a, a new Ireland and a united Ireland and that's why some of them uh, are, are, are open to the discussion and particularly now as they have been forced out of the European Union against their will uh, and that European Union citizenship and status has been taken from them. Can I ask you about comments made by your colleague Owen O'Brien about Chief Economist at the Department of Finance, John McCarthy? He has since wrote back on the comments, but I'd like to ask what your take is on government ministers taking advice from civil servants. Well, mine is very clear and and, and Owen has not just wrote back, Owen has apologised for those comments and and rightly so. Um, My take is very clear, Claire. Uh, I did an interview with indeed the same journalist, uh, Craig Hughes in the in the mail. I did an extensive interview in relation to uh, how Sinn Féin would deal with the civil service, uh, and including the chief economist, uh, who had differing views to 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 us in relation to investing in housing. Uh, and my view was that we need to listen, we need to respect, we need to engage to, with expert advice. Uh, at the end of the day, it is ministers who make the decision. It is the people who elect our TDs who elect our ministers and the buck stops with them. And it is ministers that we need to be holding accountable, not the civil servants who give their expert views. It is really important, as I said in that interview, that we do not surround ourselves with people who are just, uh, you know, yes men or yes women who nod to the minister, but actually people who need to challenge ideas and challenge thinking because we need to make sure policies work in the real world. That's the way I've always operated uh, as spokesperson for finance. It's the way I would operate if I was minister for finance. But let me make it clear to you this. The reason we have a housing crisis isn't because the civil service and the, and the Department of Housing. It is because of the Minister for Housing and the success of Minister for Housing that have created the crisis here. These are man-made. It wasn't a pandemic. It wasn't a tsunami. It wasn't an act of God. It was deliberate government policies that has locked an entire generation out of home ownership that have pushed rents to a situation where people are being charged €2,000 per year, per year. And it is a new ministers with a new agenda and a new vision and new determination that can unravel that and bring housing into an affordable situation once again. And do you see an election taking place over the next little while? Would Sinn Féin welcome one? Here in the in the south, yeah. there, I, I think the, what we need uh, as, the, the as, as the yeah, well, in 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 the south, as as government prepares for um, you know to 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 hand the baton to each other, and he stepped in and she's uh, he stepped in out a uh, situation between Leo Varadkar and Michael Martin. What well, what we really need, and what the public are telling us, is they don't want a, a change of Tisha, they want a change of government. Uh, so we would welcome that opportunity to put our vision, to put our uh, policies to the people, uh, and to allow the people to elect a government that would actually deal with, as I said, the crisis that are here. In relation to the North, uh, 
the, the, the legal responsibility on the Secretary of State was to call an election. Uh, he hasn't done that, despite the fact that he had committed to all the parties that that is exactly what he was going to do. And now we're left in a situation of limbo because the government hasn't set out what is Plan B. Uh, they haven't spelled out what, what they're going to do. If they're going to suspend uh, elections, as they have uh, suggested that they're going to do, then the obvious op- opportunity here is to ensure that the talks between the British government and the European Union begin in earnest, that they are ramped up. And that means signalling from the British government, for example, to withdraw uh, their, their, the, the protocol bill, uh, which is about British government taking unilateral action, which is against international law, and signalling an intention to actually sort out the, the protocol in in a, in, a, in a fair and a meaningful way and in a way that actually resolves this um, very, very quickly. At least that then takes that issue off the table and then the challenges to the DUP. Will they accept the democratic vote that happened last May? Will they accept the fact that the majority yeah. people in the North want Michelle O'Neill to be First Minister? And will they uh, work with the Sinn Féin and government along with other parties and to establish the executive under the terms of the Good Friday Agreement? Well, it remains to be seen from the Sinn Féin or Desh Pierce finance spokesperson for Sinn Féin and TD for the constituency of Donegal Southwest. Thank you very much for coming on. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at nine on News Talk.